Welcome back to In Rhythm Sports Podcast, episode eight. Graham, I know you cannot be happy, but today we're going to mm-hmm. get into it. We're going to talk about March literal insanity madness. We're going to get into that, and we're going to talk about Graham's going to be double bagged because we're going to talk about his boy Lamelo's injury, LeBron's injury, and how it's going to shape up the MVP talks at the end of the season. Graham, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just get into it. March Madness always has upsets, Graham. But this year, we head into the Sweet 16 with the average highest seeds left of all time. The average seed is 5.8. Graham, what are your biggest takeaways from round one and round two, and how the heck did we get to this point where Oral Roberts, the 15th seed, is in the Sweet 16? Man, I mean, like... This is a weird college season, so you figured it could happen, but when you're actually like filling out the bracket, you're like, no way these teams actually like do something. Or Roberts, what's going on? People were picking them as a joke, you know, because of their name. What the heck? They're actually doing something. You got Texas losing that Albine Christian or what? Like, like come on. Then you got uh, Oklahoma State. Oh my gosh, to Oregon State. You serious, Kate Cunningham? I got some words for you. I don't think anyone... There was, like, no perfect brackets after, like, the first day. I was like, it was, like, down to the hundreds. Like, you couldn't have predicted this. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know. Who would have thought it'd be number 12, Oregon State, and my team, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, playing each other as an eight seed in the round of sixteen. I love this because it's giving teams a chance that usually aren't here. We have teams like Loyola Chicago. We have teams like UCLA, the 11 seed. They're there, but not usually in this seed fashion. We have Oral Roberts, the 15 seed. Syracuse, they're back. Who would have thought? Buddy Beheim's averaging 27 points per game. He's in a two bucket. Games. What's going him. on? We got Oregon State. They they got hot running near to. But, Graham, we message often through uh, – before like in between our episodes and I sent you a post today saying Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky and Kansas or North Carolina I think was it North Carolina? Throw them all in there cuz Okay, all, all whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll just the stats going to be wrong, those suck. five teams. None of those five teams are in it. And since 1979 that has not happened. And you sent back shout out Lavar Ball for this happening. Yeah. What did you mean when you said that? College basketball is forever changed. It's never the powerhouse schools. They're gone. There's no more Duke. There's no more Kentucky. There's no more Kansas. There just there isn't. And it's because of Levar Ball. You know why? Because he made the JBA. He made the JBA, and it was an utter disaster. But it put in a lot of people's minds that there's other routes to college. Because you know what? They sent invites to like players like Tyler Hero and PJ Washington. They were looking for the talent, like, hey, we'll pay you to play in another league, don't go to college. Like I said, the JBA, it didn't work. But it put it in other people's minds. Cause guess what happened the following year? The G League starts accepting players, they can start paying people. Jalen Green's going there. He's balling out in the G League. 
one of the best prospects. We can go overseas. Guess who made that possible? LaMelo Ball. Because all the other previous players going overseas, they they had no success. You got Emmanuel Moody going to China. He comes in the league, fourth pick for the Nuggets. Bust, no. LaMelo Ball just changed that. He's like, hey, we can we can go overseas and replace of college. Shout out LeVar Ball because he made the JBA. And it put pressure on the NCAA. And they got people going to the G League. Or you got players going to lower teams because they want to be the alpha. No one's going to Duke. We got Kay Cunningham going to Oklahoma State. We got Evan Mobley going to USC. It's getting spread out. Max no, Abbas or Roberts. Leading scorer in the nation going to Oral Roberts. There's no more powerhouse. People aren't going to. It's changing. They're not going to go to college as much, and they're not going to go to the big schools as much. I yeah, I think it's the same things kind of is going on right now with business students. A lot of people are saying there's a conception that kids that are going to college or business don't really need to go for school anymore because you can learn everything in the real world just like you can't. Like college, you put a lot of fluff in there. And now these players are like, I don't need to go to Duke because they'll find my talent. The internet can send things in nanoseconds and I don't need to be on TV every night because the scouts will find me if I have talent. So this Abmas guy, I don't know what his draft stock is, but if you're the leading scorer in the nation, you're definitely going to get drafted, right? You got and, to. You got to take a flyer on him. He, he goes to Oral Roberts. So what does he, what's he going to do? Like, he's going to change the game now, too. It's like, if Oral Roberts beats Arkansas, they're going to be in the Elite Eight, and I could see that happening. Arkansas has been a little flat in their two games. So, yeah, it's just... It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I really think college basketball has changed forever, and I think and I'm it's for it. It's You're started. for it, right, Graham? I, I love it, man. College yeah. basketball—it's not even a good product anyway. Let the no. people get paid. Let them get paid. You know who should somehow take notes? I don't know how, because I don't know how it would be like correlate, how it'd be adjusted for that football. But the NCAA football needs to make an adjustment because every single year you have LSU, Oklahoma, Alabama, uh, Clemson—they're like the best teams every single year. It takes—it's not fun for fans. Yeah, so I, I agree. They with gotta that. do something similar. They gotta spice it up, like the NCAA, like maybe how you're saying Levar Ball did in the in basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's just so much harder with football because in basketball you have European, mm -hmm. like the Euro League, and you have the G League now. Mm -hmm. With football, you you have to go through the college football mm -hmm. system to get to the NFL. So if a league, get, wait, what's that? You gotta get strong in the NFL. You need those three years to mature. Exactly. And get, like you need to yeah. go through the college football system. So it's just if someone could, it would be awesome. It's just really hard to compete with the NCAA. So you I don't know. know. I think you think you know what I think is lacking in the NCAA football. Tell me. I think what's lacking is they don't have centralized leadership. It's just led by each individual conference. Yeah, you're right. And and so it's kind of like. The SEC gets all the money, and the ACC, those big conferences, get all the money because they have all the TV deals, whereas, like, the MAC conference and other low-key conferences like the A-10, Big East, they don't have as much deals. But if you centralize that a little bit, and I'm not saying, like, socialism or communism here, but, like, I'm saying they got to make it a little bit more of a fair play here because kids aren't going to go to UConn when they can go to Alabama to play football, even if they're from Connecticut, because they know that that's their path. So they got to somehow centralize it, maybe get a president, a vice president up in there, for the NCAA, maybe you and me are going to do a grand one day, but <laughs> we just got to make it so that kids want to go to their. We got to make it so kids want to go to their hometown school, you know? 
we gotta I, make I, it. I totally agree. It's just yeah, college football is a mess. I don't. I feel like I the average fan agrees with us. It's not fun to watch Alabama win by thirty five every week. Like it's just not entertaining. I'm not. I'm already not a huge college fan. Like to start. And then when you have, like, you know the outcome and you know, like, it's just going to be a blowout every time, it's really hard to, you know, stay engaged at the whole regular season even. And even the even even the college football system's a sham how they never get – they need to make it bigger than four teams because if you're a recruit going to college football, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the, six, the team that always gets six in the country because you want to play in the college football playoff. Yeah, so exactly. We kind of got all. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, like a team like Penn State probably has lost like so many players mm-hmm. because they're just like on the edge. Exactly, Penn State, Oregon. Every kid wants to go to Alabama and Clemson now because they know those are the two teams that are going to be the national championship. Yeah. And that team like LSU comes a while around every once in a while, with just a god squad, but. It's definitely it's definitely a problem, and I, th- I think what you see happening in college basketball is really good for it puts pressure on the NCAA to allow the players to you know, get paid, or else people are gonna start going to G the G League or go international. There's just too many options now for the NCAA to just sit back anymore. I agree. I think the NCAA NCAA, NCAA your move. You're up, NCAA. Now, now, now we went we went on a little bit of a tangent there talking about the NCAA football. Let's get a little bit back to basketball. Grant, let's just, like, say, what what game are you most looking forward to in the Sweet 16? Give me two games that you're most looking forward to in the Sweet 16. Okay, so, personally, I, I like Michigan versus Florida State because me, as a fan, I like the higher-seeded games. The, the, the lower seeds are, like, fun to watch. But you know, at the same time, I want I want to watch players that I know and what players that are going to be in the NBA because that's I like I prefer the NBA, so I want to see the future NBA players. So I'm really excited for that game. They have there's some NBA talent there with uh, Mo Wagner's little brothers on Michigan, and Mo Wagner is a Washington Wizard, so I'm going to be watching that. Also, Syracuse plays Houston, right? Correct. I think that's going to be a really good game. I love what Syracuse is doing with their two three zone. It's so fun to watch. Buddy out here getting buckets and Houston's—they're—they're they're a good team. So I think those are two really good matchups. Okay, I'm gonna get mine now. Yeah, it's up um, to me. Graham, I like yours. I'm gonna go in a little bit of a different direction here. Okay. Because you were saying you like to see the well-defined recruits that are about to go to the NBA next year. I'm going with Cameron Krupwick. I want to see my Ramblers. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to see either of the two games because I had baseball both game, both days that they played. Mm. So I had practice one day, and then I had a game. Maybe I shouldn't watch, but I'm going to. Sorry, Sister Jean, if I like give some like bad vibes towards you, but you seem like you got it. But I want to see Loyola Chicago and Oregon State battle because an eight-seater hire is going to go to the, to the regional finals, and they're going to play Syracuse. I'm calling it right now. Okay. It's going to be Loyola Chicago versus Syracuse in the Midwest Finals to go to the Final Four. At Cameron Rakai, you're going down. Oh, and then uh, game two, my <laughs> other game I'm very interested in, is Arkansas versus Oral Roberts. Because I tell you what, Arkansas beat Colgate barely. They beat them by like 17 points, but Colgate had the lead for a majority of that game, 
And, you know, I guess Arkansas finally won a battle to hygiene. But anyway, um, then they barely beat Texas Tech, only by two points. I think Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts beat Ohio State a two-seed and a seven-seed. Oral Roberts is a better team right now, point blank. So, you know what? Max Abbas, he's going to the regional final, too. And wow. he's going to play Baylor, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen when they play Baylor. <laughs> I'm loving this, you know. You're very, you know, optimistic. You, I, I like it. I, I wish I had that mindset. This far. They've gone this far. It's March. It's an extension of 2020, man. You never know what's going to happen in 2020, okay? So I'm just saying this. Oriole Roberts and Loyola Chicago could see each other in the national championship game. That's something, but I, I mean... I said could. I do not think that's going to happen, but dang, would it be fun. I wish I had your mindset, because I can never pick against the NBA players. Like, I can't see Arkansas losing when they have Moses Moody on their team as, like, a top 10 prospect. Like, I wish What's I had your mindset. Like, you just throw it all out the window. You just want the story. I love it. Hey, Graham. Who picked Ohio versus Virginia? Picking Ohio versus Virginia. Okay. That was me. Oh, by the way, let's get into another one. <laughs> who picked who picked North Texas over Purdue? You also had Ohio State in like the championship. <laughs> okay, in the in the Kona's Daddy League, in my E Town baseball league, I did a lot better. I had them losing to Florida, but Florida lost to Oral Roberts, and now I'm on the Oral Roberts bandwagon. Let's go, Oral Roberts. I followed their Instagram page. So you're a full time fan now. I'm a full time fan. I gotta get a Oral Roberts sweatshirt now. I got my Loyola one last yeah, you know. Damn, you can't stay with one team until they're gone? Listen, I'm not going to cap. Sister Jean is a legend. Okay. But once she passes, once she passes, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can rock with Loyola anymore. Because Cameron Krutwig is going to be gone after this year. Yeah, because that, that man's got a truck to drive across the country. That's yeah. a new profession. I know. Cameron Krutwig, man, he is – honestly, if they, I love him. I haven't seen him play since 2017, when the, 2018 when they were in it last time, but – I'm excited to see him play. Hopefully, I can watch it. Where they play? He is fun to watch. I mean, he's got a little. He's balding. He got a little hook. He's got the yeah. little stash. Got the little the gap in his teeth. He's got it all in stereotype. <laughs> he got him down. He is peak performance for the male body. If that's what you want to call it, I mean, he's getting it done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Graham, your bracket. If we're gonna compare brackets, I might have done a little better so far. I don't want to go through the whole bracket again, but I want it right now. You had Gonzaga winning. Yeah, I'm so you still got alive. that. I'd, I'd Illinois winning. Um, that's Charles. So who's really doing better? So so who is really <laughs> doing better? But um, you had Gonzaga. Yeah. Gonzaga's still in. Are you still rocking with them to win this national championship? Yeah, I'm still going with Gonzaga. I picked them for a reason. I think they just needed that elite guard to get them over. They got Jalen Suggs. I love him. I hope he's a future wizard. I hope everyone's a future wizard, if you can't tell. But I love Jalen Suggs. I'm riding with Gonzaga. Okay. Are you going to ask me the question? You always do this, Will. I just assume you're going to say it. Like, <laughs> who are you rocking with? <laughs> you know who I'm rocking with? Loyola Chicago! <laughs> I Listen, you were just I'll on give the you the breakdown. <laughs> they beat Oregon State. They beat Syracuse. They beat Florida State. They beat Gonzaga and win the national championship. Well, a statue of Cameron Krutwig 
is mandatory mandated to go on every university school because he just clapped on all of them. I'm loving the passion behind the school that you're picking, you know? I think that fuels teams when they have people like you cheering them on. Heck yeah. I'm excited. Friday and Thursday. Uh, are they all on Friday? I think Friday, it's Saturday. Thursday and, Fri Thursday and Friday cannot. Wait, what's it? It's Saturday. Mm. Friday and Saturday? It's Saturday and Sunday. Oh, Saturday and Sunday cannot <laughs> get Houston. Yes, sir. We're trying to see Loyola make a run. Yes, go Ramblers. Okay. So, Graham, that's all we got for the March Madness tournament for now. We'll probably give a debrief before the Final Four, give our predictions. Yeah, we should try and do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should, probably should. By the way, baseball is coming up soon. Baseball in less than a week, Graham. We're going to have an episode soon before the season talking about who we think is going to win it all. If you know so me, some... you know my pick. <laughs> all right, well, don't don't spoil it now. We, got, not, we, don't, we, not, we know we have some people really looking, tuning in right now at this moment in our episode. But let's transition a little bit. Graham, let's transition. Uh, this is where I think you're really gonna get duffled because you're already mad about um, some March Madness things going on. But let's get into some real baggage for you. Your boy, Lamelo Ball, probably, not probably, he would have been the Rookie of the Year this year for the NBA. Mm -hmm. Now they're probably gonna give it to someone else because he's not gonna play the full season. Out for the year with a fractured wrist. How yeah. devastating is this to you who watches the NBA every day? Not only do I watch the NBA every day, but I watch the Charlotte Hornets every single game for one reason only, and that's LaMelo Ball. And he's not there anymore. And when I saw the tweet from Shams, when he said that LaMelo Ball has a fractured wrist, there was a pit in my stomach. I would give both of my wrists right now just for him to be able to play. He's going to get robbed of a rookie of the year for Anthony Edwards, who's on the worst team in the league, who puts up garbage time buckets half the time. Don't even get me started. And then D'Angelo Russell has the audacity to tweet out Anthony Edwards, rookie of the year, an hour after the news breaks. Yeah, deloading. You've been loading for eight years, bro. Your career's over out here. Listen, LaMelo Ball is the next LeBron. He is the next face of the NBA. Whoa. Who else is it going to be? No, I'm just saying that's a big statement. We'll come back in 10 years when we're still doing this. We're going to run it back, all right? Mm-hmm. For him to go down like this when the Hornets are gaining momentum, they were the seventh seed, it's just brutal. They still they got the win yesterday against the Spurs. We're feeling good. They did it for Melo. Shams tweeted out, he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. He's going to be back for the playoff push. Don't get it twisted. He's going to get the rookie of the year still. They're not going to give it to Anthony Edwards. And we're going to stay Melo. <laughs> That's what I got. I have a question for you before we get into the other injuries. Yeah, shoot me. The... I don't want to physically shoot. Okay, I'll shoot the question, not you physically. Okay. I was okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um people call LaMelo Ball Mello. But there's yeah. also Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Who was Mello before Mello. Yeah. 
if you're following still. I got you. Do you think the mellow ball should be called mellow, or do you think that should be like stick, like stayed for Carmelo? Listen, Mellow's been mellow since he was mellow. And I'm not talking about Carmelo. I'm talking about Lil LaMelo Ball. He's been mellow growing up his whole life. People can call him mellow if he wants. I don't think Carmelo Anthony, I love him by the way, I don't think he can trademark mellow. Guess what? They dapped up. They did a jersey swap. He uses the little celebration. They're cool. They rock with each other. Of course we can call him mellow. I think NBA fans should adapt. Because Carmelo, he's out the league soon. If you still mm-hmm. want to say mellow, it's going to be LaMelo. Because guess what? He's going to be one of the top NBA players, entertainment-wise, skill-wise. Not Carmelo. So, you know, get used to it. Get used to it's it. Me- it's Mellow 2.0. It's Mellow Dip. Come on, now. LaMelo Ball. It's big ball of season. <laughs> um, another news is that uh, Lamelo's brother Lonzo said uh, there's there's thought that he's gonna get traded. Do you think that's do you think uh, the Charlotte Hornets is a destination for him potentially? I don't think we'll go to the Hornets just because they are very loaded at the guard position. I would love to see that. That'd be really cool. Also, I think Lonzo is undervalued. I don't know I don't know if the Pelicans are shopping him or if it's just rumors like for real, but No no no, they're shopping. Well I've seen what they're saying, but until he's gone, I don't believe it because he's so good. He's a forty percent three point shooter. He's a very good defender on the perimeter. I just don't understand like why they would shop him. Like what there's not a lot of point guards they get in return that would make them better. I just don't understand why they would be doing that. But I mean I, like the rumors have been like the Knicks might try and get involved, maybe the Bulls. So I don't know if the, the you know the Charlotte Hornets are involved. It would be cool to see them. Then they pick up Jello, and they run mm. in Chino Hill and style. Lavar Ball could finally have his dream come to life. Three Ball brothers in the NBA on the same team. Yeah. Would you be for that, Graham? What's that? Would you be for that? The three Ball brothers on Man. the same team. We need Lavar Ball as the coach. I'm buying all their uniforms. I love the Bulls. I've been watching them since I was a freshman in high school. That was five years ago. I'm rocking with them till the end. Like I know the Wizards are kind of frustrating you. You're already a Panthers fan, and like so, are you gonna evolve to a Charlotte Hornets fan? I'm kind of seeing that progression. Listen. Are you gonna dump the Wizards? I will never dump the Wizards. I'll never dump the Panthers. I'm always gonna stay with my teams, but I might turn into a. LaMelo fan the way LeBron fans are where they're gonna cheer for LeBron no matter what and wherever he goes and follow him wherever he goes I'm definitely gonna follow LaMelo wherever he goes and always cheer for him But if LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets ever faced off against the Wizards in a regular season game or playoffs I'm always gonna rock with the Wizards Okay, so you're gonna so you're gonna stick with that So when we continue this for 10 years and LaMelo has four championship rings, you're gonna keep saying that Hypothetically. Yeah, I mean, but I'm saying, if he has to go through the Wizards in the playoffs to get those rings, I'm going to be a Wizards fan first. Respect, because I don't know if I could say the same thing in my situation with Brady and the Pats if they faced the, each other in the Super Bowl. We'll get back to the Patriots when football season gets around, but I just got to say that. I don't know. No, I really, because uh, my favorite players have recently left, you know, Cam Newton, John Wall. They've recently left my teams, and I still follow them. But yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a Bradley Beal guy. I'm a franchise guy. I like to stay with the franchise. I can have other favorite players, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna cheer for my franchises. Mm-hmm. 
So last thing on Lamelo, he said it was no big deal when he was about to play LeBron. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of a transition. But before we transition to LeBron's injury, what do you think about Lamelo saying like he's kind of like no, no stars too bright for me. I don't need a, I, I'm not. I'm. This is just another game for me. What do you think about that? Lamelo's been in the spotlight since he was a freshman. Yeah. People are getting some hate for saying that. You, did you hear about that noise? Yeah, I did hear that. A lot of the people were like, "Hey, you gotta respect LeBron," you know, yada yada. But Lamelo's really had that too cool demeanor. Like he's never been the type to like you know be starstruck or you know going crazy over anyone. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. He also said like later in the interview or whatever it came from that he like it's because he didn't follow the NBA like that. Like he didn't watch basketball growing up, so he never like idolized LeBron like a lot of the young hoopers did. So it was like different for him. So I don't think he meant it in like, oh, I don't care, it's LeBron. It's just like, it's not like as like, he didn't idol him like that. So it's not like as important for him. It's still obviously cool to play against LeBron, I'm sure. But I think people were kind of blown it out of proportion, but it's all right. We think LeBron got a little offended because he posted on Instagram after that game, he posted a picture of him dunking with LaBella looking up a bat yeah. like this. I think LeBron, he, he is a little petty like that on social media. Yeah, egotistical LeBron. So he uh, he has a little he has a little ego he has a little pettiness to him, so he probably could have just been like proving a point, but at the end of the day that's in the back of their minds. It, it's already out of their minds probably. I don't think they care that much. But it it was funny to see that IG post. Yeah, LeBron's like, listen, Lamelo, don't get too big too quick. Yeah, because he's scared that Lamelo's taking over the league. Mm-hmm. And maybe well, Lamelo can't do it right now because he's hurt. But guess what? So with Bron. Yeah. Bron's out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. And Graham, AD's not playing well. He's out a little bit too. Are the Lakers in jeopardy of maybe getting a bad seating and bounce quick if they can't get healthy, they can't get right. They're playing the Clippers in the first round. That that West is tight. They drop some games to get down to the seven seed quick. Yeah, so they definitely can fall on the standings really quickly, which is not good for them. Any other year, I would say, besides last year, any other year I would say it's a problem. But with no fans in the arena, I don't think home court advantage is too important right now. Mm-hmm. So even if they do get like an eight seed or a seven seed and have to play like the Suns or the Jazz first round, I don't think it's as big of a problem. If they met the Clippers first round because they fell to like the six seed area, that's a problem. Because LeBron and AD are going to have to knock off all the rust and be sharp going into the playoffs, which it can be hard to do. I know not for LeBron, but for, you know, AD and maybe a couple of the role players be just ready to go into a championship-type series right away. That could be rough for them. And I think along with what you were saying with no fans, the Jazz and the Suns are both – other. they have some leadership, some veteran leadership, obviously CB3, CP3 – and the Jazz have Gobert and Mitchell, who's get into that veteran stage in his career. But, like, those aren't, like, bona fide teams that traditionally you're really terrified to play in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if LeBron were to get one of those, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, like, if he if he had to drop, I'm sure LeBron would be, like, drooling at the mouth if he just got, like, the yeah, Suns like, or the Jazz. Yeah, like, you're playing the Phoenix Suns. They've been in the playoffs in 20 years or whatever. Like... Yeah, the, you know the only threat is really CP3 because he, he's a veteran. He's been in the playoffs before. But, like, Devin Booker, he's going to score, but he, he's not a defender. He's not going to, like, he just he's going to score. So, I think, yeah, if he sees the Suns or the Jazz, I think it's no sweat. Yeah, I, I cannot see if LeBron James and AD get back healthy and they're right. 
if even if they're a lower seed and have to play the Jazz, I mean, if they have to play the Suns in Phoenix four out of the seven games, I do not see them dropping four out of seven games to the to Exactly. Them. Like, it's not going to happen. The home court, what, they have 2,000 fans in there? Mm-hmm. That's not going to – it's not going to push anybody. And Phoenix is pretty close to Los Angeles, so yeah, you'd, you'd, might be have half th- you'd, you'd be mistaken to think they won't travel. They have a lot of Laker Nation people. Yeah, a lot of Laker Nation, a lot of bandwagoners. They all go in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we talked about injuries. We talked about Lamelo. He's obviously not in the MVP race, right? But LeBron is. Yeah. KD has a left hamstring. He's in the MVP race. Your boy Harden. We won't get into him for this portion of the debate. Well, we actually will later. But and then Embiid, bone bruise in the left knee. He was probably the leading candidate up until that injury. So you have those three out. Does this mean? Does this open the door for Harden and Joker to really solidify themselves as an the MVP? Yeah, it's it sucks that Embiid has missed this so many games because he was gonna be the MVP, unanimously probably. I'm not even gonna lie, he was putting up numbers that no one else were, was touching. The Sixers, they're still the one seed, but the Nets are like a half a game behind. So it, I don't know if I don't know if they'll still hold that. Mm-hmm. So it sucks to see Embiid go down. There's a lot of injuries that it sucks to see these star players get injured. But I think yeah, I think the three candidates right now for MVP are Jokic, Harden, and Giannis. I think those are the only three that have a case right now. Mm-hmm. So it'll be weird to see how it plays out. I feel like there's no like storyline this year right now for the MVP race. Usually there's a good storyline, but right now it, it's kind of dead. I'm not going to lie. Right, and if we're looking at the standings, usually the best stand – I mean, the Bucks. they're – I haven't really been looking at the NBA as much recently with March Mass going on. They've won seven straight, and their record's getting very close to being matched with Brooklyn and uh, the Sixers, so – does that mean Giannis is playing a little better? Is his stock going up? Because I know previously you said that Giannis's stock was being hurt a little bit by maybe him underperforming in the playoffs in the past couple of years. Yeah. What do you think? So you think he's that's how you think he has a chance this year again to be a three peat? I listen. He definitely could be MVP because the Bucks are good, and he always is going to have the numbers. Like he's just a run and dunk guy, so he's going to get the numbers. But I really think that voter fatigue and what he's doing in the playoff is, is going to hurt him a lot. I think he would have to be the one seed. If you can make a push to the one seed... He's one and a half games out of that. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, he's, he's getting there. He just, mm-hmm. The thing is, though, like, they scored 140 points, like, last night without, with him sitting out. He, like, he has a really good team around him, so it's hard to, like... I'd rather... Like, Harden has been carrying the Nets more than Giannis has been carrying the Bucks. Jokic has been carrying the Nuggets more than Giannis have been carrying the Bucks, So it kind of just has to see how the standings play out, in my opinion, because there's a lot of players that have the stats. Mm-hmm. Right, and Harden had that crazy stat line of 40, 10, and 15 that one night. Yeah, I mean... That was just absolutely stupid. He's been getting buckets. He's averaging like 12 assists per game on the Nets. He's shooting like 39% from three, like 48% from the field. Like, he's efficient. He's, at, like, he's automatic triple-double at this point. And he's the only consistent player on the Nets. Kyrie Irving's in and out. He's on. A, he's on. A, he's out right now with family matters. Kevin Durant hasn't played in so long. The big three's only played like five games together. Like it's not Harden on a super team. He's genuinely putting up great numbers and taking this team up the standings. So you know, I I think Harden does have a case. I think I, I don't think he'll get it because he like he had a little rough start with the Rockets. But I really think he should. He's the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. 
And I also think even with those inconsistencies of the big three not playing together too often, I think that's still going to be in the back of the minds of the of the voters. They're going to be like, even like they're just going to think that even though it's not really as it seems. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's tough because some of these voters like they'll go on Twitter and they'll like after the picks come out they'll say their picks and their reasoning, and it's just so dumb. Like I don't know. I remember someone like. Someone like they didn't vote Avery Bradley for defensive like all defensive team because like like Devin Booker dropped seventy or something, and Avery Bradley wasn't even playing the game that Devin Booker dropped seventy. Like it's just they don't like actually think it's I don't know. So I don't like how the voting goes down. So it could go really any direction. Mm. If you're a writer, Graham, we talked about who those three could are probably likely because of the injuries that we've seen with LeBron, KD, and Embiid. If you're a writer, what's your vote? I'm voting for Harden because out of the three candidates, he he's the highest in the standings, and I love his numbers. I know that's most people aren't gonna pick Harden, but I'm going Harden. Okay, and I am going to trust Graham on this, although it didn't work for UConn trusting Graham, but. We're not on gonna, match madness anymore. Let's stay on the NBA. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, I'm going to take Harden too, I guess, because that 40, 10, and 15 stat line really stood out to me, and I don't think Jokic, Jokic or uh, Giannis has an imp- – well, like you said, Giannis' team scored 140 without him, without him playing. So, yep, we're going Harden. Uh, he's going to become the second MVP. He's going to be a second-time MVP. And, you know, that's how we're rocking. We're yeah. rocking with the beard. Don't let me get started about Harden, too, because he should have uh, two more MVPs to his name. Don't let me get started with that. Mm. He probably would have had a ring, you know, if he just didn't have to put the Warriors super team three straight years. If Chris Paul didn't get hurt, they were winning. They were up 3-2. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's done game six. There goes the series. Mm. It's mm. rough. So we talked about March Madness, you know. Little transition talking about baseball. We're gonna get on that with our next episode. We're gonna pick like who we think's gonna a contender. Graham, don't spoil yours. Um, I won't spoil mine. The Red Sox stink, so I'm not gonna talk about it. But um, let's go with your peak of the day to you know because we this this is a thing now. I think we have a streak going. Peak of the day, Graham Harrison. Okay, well today was pretty uh, boring peak peak of the weekend nothing went on okay oh the weekend i know I, I, I was gonna say my boy rod wave is dropping an album thursday night march 26th i think that's friday but you know friday night at midnight or thursday night at midnight that's what i'm looking forward to i've been looking forward to it for the past two weeks that's the peak of my two weeks looking forward to this rod wave album that's my mm. peak how about you, mm. Will? You know, I'm going to revert back to the weekend. Okay. You know? Um, my baseball team, E-Town, basically we beat Scranton University two times Saturday. We dropped the first one Sunday morning, mm. four games in a weekend. We were down game four. We were down three We were down three to one. Bottom of the seventh, we were the home team. Down three one. The other team didn't even get out in that last inning. We got bases juiced real quick, then single by our senior captain, 3-3, and next batter, base hit, ball game. So we yes, took three sir. out of four against University of Scranton, 
And, you know, that was a really fun weekend. You know, first college baseball series win. I didn't even play because I'm injured, but, you know, it was fun doing the book, seeing the guys do well. That's beautiful to hear. We love a good experience, you know. We're glad you, know, you got a winning culture out there. We love that. Yes, sir. I mean, I don't know. We were about to lose, drop 2-2, but, you know, we pulled through. That was our first team moment. You know how the great teams, I don't know if we're going to win anything. I hope we do. But, you know, the great teams always look back on that moment when the team really galvanizes together. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that could be that moment. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. That's beautiful um, to hear. That's yeah. beautiful. Graham, anything else you want to mention before anything we wrap it up? Anything else I want to mention? Today? Man. Free NBA young boy. <laughs> he locked up. Free him. <laughs> mm. So, Graham, I mean, hopefully we get guests soon. We're about to get it rolling. Coach Ferber fold we'll see if we'll come back in the future graham send us out okay y'all last time i said i'd have a perfect bracket by now that didn't work but guess what gonzaga to the chip also lamella ball rookie of the year appreciate y'all peace (laughs) 